0: Today, we are as low as $500 minimums to get people started with this.
1: Hello, and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, excited to have Craig Cecilio. Craig, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great,
1: Todd. How you doing? I'm doing excellent, man. And it's glad to have you back on. The first time, we couldn't quite connect. We were just having such a difficult time with the internet. You even paid extra money where you were at, at a, at a hotel, to try to get excellent internet, and it just didn't work. So we're here. We're ready to roll. Are you ready to rock? Because I'm ready.
0: I'm ready to go. Yeah. All right, hey, and for internet, this is actually an office, so we have the internet works. But you I was have surprised internet. About well. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I was surprised.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's just how it goes sometimes, but uh, glad glad to have you uh, on the show. Officially, a little bit about Craig. He's the CEO and founder of Diversify Fund, and uh, Craig's mission is to break down the barriers that keep most Americans from investing like the privileged, the well-connected, the wealthiest 1% of our country. And I love that mission because, man, I I feel the same way. You've got these haves, you know, the people that I came, and I'm sure a lot of listeners, and and, uh, Craig, we can dig into your background, but, you know, so many people come from these backgrounds of not having a lot of wealth, and you just don't have an opportunity. You don't even see some of these opportunities to invest in alternative assets, it's stocks, bonds, mutual funds. That's it. That's the only thing you're going to invest in. What some financial planner tells you, and not some, not many amazing investments are over there. So, anyways, Diversify Fund uh, was founded in 2016 with that mission in mind, and is a wealth tech platform. Uh, you could provide the power of crowdfunding with technology so man there's so much more to diversify fund there's so much more to you so let's let's dive in Craig tell our listeners a bit more about your background and maybe what's the why what's that reason why you actually care about giving other people an opportunity to maybe uh, invest like you know like the wealthy
0: it's almost like my my journey has been full circle. It's, it's growing up in a working class family. I was, had the benefit of my parents working really hard and sending me to private school. It was, it was a wealthy area. It was in Fairfield County, in Connecticut. If you're familiar with that part of the country, the, the high school looked like what you see on television with the private schools was just like that. Identical to that. If you ever watched uh, any kind of shows on television, see in private schools, I think Connecticut's the private school, high school state. Uh, and, and so, kind of what, looking around and seeing all those wealthy people and all this opportunity they had, they're always this person went to the country club, this person's dad did this, this person's mom yeah. did that. My, my parents were, were more working class. My mom was a school teacher, my dad was in retail. But I, I was too young to understand that at that time period. But when I got older, I started, I had the fortunate uh, circumstance to meet some people to teach me about what I'm in today, syndication, is then it started kind of dawning on me, okay. This is, okay, this is how they do it. These are some of these hidden secrets of the wealthy. And then when I saw the advent of the JOBS Act, I had this kind of aha moment. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. So how do I introduce this to everybody else? And today we are as low as $500 minimums to get people started with this. And as you said earlier, is the biggest thing that we're coming across is awareness. We have to educate people about that this exists. And most of the general public does not know it exists. Uh, we we are fortunate enough to have a ton of users on our platform. We have about half a million users, 30,000 people have actually invested money. We went out and did a uh, customer interviews with about a thousand of our customers and we really asked them a lot of questions. And we were shocked in how little knowledge they had at this one asset class, which we found pretty simple, which is just kind of value-add apartments, value-add real estate, multifamily real estate. And we were shocked people we have even degrees cfas that caia designation, still didn't understand about this asset class and i was like wow and so kind of i feel like we're on a mission here to to kind of lower the barriers to entry as well as educate and i think education is kind of where we're leaning more towards right now but uh, it, w- it was shocking
1: yeah so that's it's so interesting so how so are these offerings that are on your website, are these your offerings? Are they, uh, uh, do you, know, do you have other people's offerings? Are they all multifamily real estate? Explain your, your, explain diversified fund.
0: Yeah. So our, our dominant, our, domin- our dominant two funds have multifamily value add real estate. We are the, the sponsor in it, it means we're, the general partner in these transactions, we own the assets themselves. As we grow, we sometimes do limited partners in some deals, but the majority of them is we're the sponsor. We're running the real estate.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. So $500 investment. If somebody's investing, because most of these syndications are a a 50,000 or a hundred thousand or larger amounts. So $500,000 investment. Tell me, what are some of the, what's, A, I guess, what's the reason behind such a small investment? And then what are maybe some pitfalls and also, um, well, let's, let's just start there. What, what are, what's the reason behind the, the $500 investment?
0: It, it gives the opportunity to an everyday investor who might not be up that food chain per se, to get involved, to get started, to learn, to educate themselves, to start learning about how to save in money and put it in an area where it can grow over time. So that's where the $500 came from. In the future, we're gonna might lower that a little bit more because we do have people who set it up or it comes out monthly, either checking account or after you get paid so they can build wealth over time. Uh, it's been a great tool. We have a great tool on our uh, platform right now for that. So That's kind of where it came from. This is to get people involved sooner rather than later.
1: And, and Craig, are, are they, do these investors have to be accredited or can they be non-accredited?
0: Uh, it's non-accredited, so that means there really is no prereqs on this at the end of the day. Granted, you wanna do 10% of your net worth, so if your net worth is $5,000, which most people are, $500 should be in your investment size. Yeah. It really decreases that barrier to entry.
1: And, and what's, so, okay. So $500 investment, it takes, if you're trying to raise $5 million, it takes a lot of investors to do that. I got to imagine that's one of the pitfalls. What maybe? What are some of the negatives to going with small? And then we'll talk about some of the positives.
0: The, the negatives, I would say with the legacy institutions and all the layers of fees involved. We have to do AML checks, KYC checks. We have to push funds from banks and drill that down. The regulators coming in and saying, hey, you need this person to check out this and check out that. And there's a cost to that. So that's what we deal with. The new technologies out there are great. Blockchain is great. But for some reason, it's still not accepted through the the compliance and regulatory agencies quite yet. So the technology exists out there to lower those barriers, lower those costs. Uh, However, it's still kind of in play and flux with the regulatory agency. So I would say that is the cost of the transaction itself is high. And then we are at a good point. We have 30,000 today. So we had kind of build this out from day one with zero to get to where we are today. So there was a lot of cost involved to create this platform. And I don't know if I would do it again, (laughs) knowing what I know today, but we did it and there's not a lot of people who have created something like this because you really learn a lot in the process of building it out. And it's just a lot of cost and uh, time spent of learning and kind of grinding out every obstacle that's thrown at you. And so now we're at a level where it's getting more cost effective. We know what we have to do. And, uh, and we have thousands of investments happening on a monthly basis.
1: Interesting. Um, and these are kind of open funds. Is that correct?
0: Uh, currently they're closed funds. They're five, they're five-year funds.
1: They're five-year funds. Yes. Um, so best biggest benefits to doing it.
0: You get to help people out to get people involved. The biggest benefit, that's the passion behind this is I could get people who would never have a chance to do that, to, to get involved into it. So that, that is At the end of the day, that's what puts a smile on my face. It's not about making money or built. It's building something that could help people. That's, that's, that's what I say. It's just, I I just feel lucky and fortunate to have that opportunity. At the same time, I know how to take that and make money with it.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. Which is great. So my audience is pretty familiar with, with syndications, um, with multifamily, with, with other, you know, real estate syndications, you typically see a, a 506b or a 506c, and what, how are you doing it to where you're taking you're able to take a non-accredited investor into your your, your deal? Is it more of a REIT or what kind of product are you
0: offering? Yeah, the the structures that we started out with was a Reg A plus offering came out of the Jobs Act. It's for non-accredited yep. investors. As you progress up, there's different kind of investment vehicles you can as you go up the food chain and you increase your assets under management. Uh, We've done two of them so far. They both have $75 million limits on those uh, type of offerings. Uh, There is a little bit of uh, expense involved to start those up. They're, They're quite expensive and a lot of compliance to go through. So that's kind of the barrier to entry. If you're starting this out, it's kind of high. It's a high dollar cost to get it going and then build out your technology with it. But those are the ones that those are the exemptions that we're using today for the funds.
1: Nice. Yeah, the reggae that that that's gonna be a fairly expensive offering and time consuming, like you said, to put together, right? I mean it's 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 not as easy as like a five oh six B exemption. Yeah.
0: B and C you they're almost instantaneous to go live. With this, yep. you actually have to get approval from the SEC before you can offer it or sell the securities themselves. Interesting. So there's, there's a little back and forth there.
1: Have have you thought about opening up your, so is this like, uh, you know, have you thought about opening up to other um, companies to be able to come in and kind of piggyback off of what you've already done and maybe even different asset classes and and stuff like that?
0: We have a lot of ideas down the pipe as we're growing to do things like that. Uh, I would say we're open to everything. And uh, I believe that's a natural evolution of company is when you grow to a certain level, you start taking in different products, you start plan your capital different ways, uh, especially if there's a market change coming, you're probably chasing yield more than anything else. And uh, on the horizon right here, we have a lot of uncertainty that's going on in today's yep. uh, world right now, today, when, as we're talking, there's a ton of uncertainty going on. But I feel like we've been uncertainty for the last three or four years. There's always been something. kind I feel of like it's been you. the
1: last like 15, 20 years. It, do, it doesn't go away. It's just different layers of uncertainty, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. We, we just came out of a pandemic and now we're in oh, maybe oh, another world war. Jeez, what's going on? Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and then the, the administration too, you have a new administration in there. And this administration is doing some things behind the scenes. I'm very... I just got an article yesterday that the SEC is considering raising the threshold for accredited investors. Yeah, They're proposing a $10 million million limit of your net worth. What is that? That's 10 times what it was. Well,
1: and it'll make actually, that could be a great thing for what you're doing. If you've got these offerings that allows for non-accredited investors uh, now all of a sudden you've got this massive amount of people that used to be accredited that are no longer considered accredited. Where do they go? Well, you've already got a product that's pretty easily uh, set up for them.
0: I didn't do this for that reason. I just said this <laughs> yesterday, but that's kind of what I was having a conversation this yeah. morning about that. I was like, okay, oh, that could be a positive. Yeah. But yeah. I was just kind of going, it's nice to do a reg D offering and and get a couple people that you might have a quarter million bucks to do something real fast, but there is definitely an advantage of, of having those instruments there and taking those away. There'll be a trickle down effect, definitely in real estate too. Cause a lot of real estate is done with five, five to 10 people on these deals syndicating some of these deals. Now you take that away. I don't know what effect that's going to have on it. It's going to have some type of effect on, on, on the industry. Yeah. Uh, first we got to see if it gets passed, but they're, they're just kind of, I can't keep up with it. It's just like, what's coming down, get <laughs> down the pipe there.
1: Uh, that's great. So I, I I would encourage our listeners to like ch- check out Diversify Fund. Whether you're interested in investing uh, with with the team or you're just wanting to learn more about kind of what they've done, what they set up, go to diversifyfund.com. It's it's uh, it's a cool website. Hey, the North Star Real Estate Conference is back. It's May 2nd and 3rd. And this year, it's a bit different. We're gonna be hammering in on multifamily real estate and we're gonna show you asset management, value add strategies, raising millions of dollars through syndication and how to find those hidden gems in today's market that are just so tough to find. And one of the biggest things I'm excited to bring you is industry experts that you're gonna be able to put on your team so you can hit the ground running day one. So join us. May 2nd and 3rd at the North Star Real Estate Conference. i look forward to seeing you there. Let's let's dig in now to your business or more of your business into the actual real estate aspect. And we're we're already on the economy, so let's let's stay there a little bit. Are you guys aggressively pursuing or are you pursuing? I shouldn't even I take the word aggressive out, but are you pursuing? new opportunities right now are you kind of a wait and see or are you maybe selling right now what's what, what's your uh, philosophy
0: uh, there's the the next one d all the above so oh, we're doing enough. all the above. you gave three choices so we byproduct the market we're getting great irrs to our lps we're getting close to 30 percent. as we talked this morning we put something on the market and we went uh we have our final LOIs came in uh, this morning and um, we were above what we thought we could get. And we thought we could get pretty high and we're higher than that number. So we are, we are selling a couple assets. We're in contract with a couple assets that we've been in contract for a year. So they didn't really have the appreciation. They've already appreciated since we've been under contract. to do that. contract Don't to we buy all for a year? Uh, yeah. We're in contract. Some of these were been in contract for a year. Yes. yes. Wow. Some of them are due Due to various reasons, I can't get into, but where some of these things have to deal with uh, the escrows have to do with um, I, I'd say some government agencies are, are very slow transacting for us to close. So sure. there's there's nothing you can do about the fast track that uh, that closing. And uh, we've got more coming down the pipe as well. We have a full pipeline uh, proactively going out looking at that. Uh, so we're, we're we're sitting pretty well with selling some buying some and looking on the horizon for what's coming in 2023 even though nice. 2022 just started
1: well 2022 and beyond right um so and are you guys in particular markets you're spread out kind of all around the country
0: yeah i mean we're we're in the carolinas north carolina south carolina florida texas utah i would yep. say that's where we like to buy and that's where we're getting a lot of stuff in our pipeline. Everything else will outside the box. Uh, granted I live in California. We don't really have anything out here. Um, uh, and the East coast and Southeast seem to be the hot markets for us. Nice.
1: Craig, let's, uh, let's keep diving into, um, to your business and, and how you've been able to be successful. You've mentioned, uh, excellent returns to your investors. Uh, obviously the markets behaved very well, but it's not just by mistake that you've done well. So. What are what are a couple, um, maybe three really keys to your success, to how, how you've been able to grow your business successfully, how you've been able to provide excellent returns to your investors. What are what are three keys to the, that success?
0: Gosh, three keys to that. So I well, let's go way way back. I mean, just 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 my thirst for just kind of. Getting better and knowledge and just applying that and just kind of have on a on a day to day basis being blunt, relentless in that pursuit of just kind of constantly learning. So I mean that's everything across the board, whether it's just investor relations, the real estate itself, because constantly just kind of uh, just learning again and again and again. I think that that is a big part of it too. I would say is just being able to be very transparent and communicative with people across the board. And that's with my investors, my stakeholders, my employees across the board. I, I believe to have very transparent and very communicative really helps out in so many manners because I've survived different market conditions and to get through those, you need to be transparent. You need to have high communications. And, and, and lastly, it's just having, Oh, everyone calls it a word. It's just having that, mentality that no matter what I face, I have that confidence in myself, I can overcome it. So you could call that what it want, what you want, but it's really uh, just knowing that, hey, at the end of the day, I know what I'm going through. I have the ability to overcome it. I will overcome it, have the confidence in myself that I will uh, come to a solution. And um, no matter what's thrown at me, I, I, I take that um, with a grain of salt and understand that, hey, I, I could solve it. I could take care of it it's going to happen and having that kind of confidence in myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's huge. Be just, just being, I think it's very much uh, ignored, maybe not ignored, right. People talk about it, but just having that confidence um, is so valuable, be able to build the confidence Is there anything you do in particular to build your confidence. Cause we all have, we all have times where we're, we're not confident right uh is there anything you do in particular to build your confidence or just uh, repetition or what what is it
0: Ten thousand hours (laughs) it's like constantly doing it again and again and again and i and i think i would recommend when you're starting out building that up do things that you enjoy at Mm. first because if you do those things you're kind of getting that dopamine high of that wins yourself you need those wins
1: yeah i think and being good at too right Yeah. If you enjoy it and you're good at it, you're going to gain your confidence. If you're always trying to do something you're not good at or you really don't enjoy, that's probably going to zap your confidence, right? If you just hate doing it and you're really bad at it, it's not going to make you more confident.
0: Yeah. And there's also something that I heard, I'm not sure where it came from, but get in the habit of doing the most difficult task first, Hmm. And so whether that be, uh, for me, I always go, whether it's compliance or investor relations, talk into a, a, a tough employee conversation. And even today, I, I kind of, something once reached out to probably one of my employees, I probably have the least amount of communication with. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start with this one first before I talk to anybody else. And I did that first thing in the morning. So it got that out of the way. And now, look, I'm all happy and stuff. Because it's all the hardest thing was, was taken care of or talk to someone about some other uh, stuff that's difficult to do. And there's something about that's like, man, that's, if that's just the hardest thing in the day, you take care of it, the rest of the day is smooth sailing. Yeah. You're so kind of not, freeing not
1: yourself thing. of that burden. Right. And it yeah. allows you to then focus on really what you want to focus on and what you enjoy. So that, that's cool. Um, what's a mistake that you or your company, what's a mistake that you guys have made? And how can our listeners learn from it?
0: Shiny lures. So hmm. the, the shiny investments where there's a lot of, there's difference between growth and spec. So yeah. you watch out for the spec stuff. There's a lot of spec stuff up there. There's, there's, there's sexy stuff out there. And it's all architectural renderings are great. I'm going to make this thing like perfectly green. You're going to go up and do all that stuff. You get all excited. There might be, We've done stuff like celebrities are involved uh, and you, you kind of just treat it, bring the emotion down, treat it like an investment, use rational logic thought, yeah. use your underwriting and just kind of watch out for that. Because that, that's the one thing that's thrown at you so much. Especially When I was younger, it was thrown at me all the time. Luckily, I was trained well. To look and underwrite the correct way, but it constantly gets thrown at you. And it might not be your mistake; it could be the people around you bring you something. And so you just got to kind of take a step back and go, "Okay, I know this celebrity or this athlete or somebody is involved, or this person's involved, but you got to kind of look at this from a rational point of view. Does do the numbers make sense?"
1: Is there a a particular story that you're able to tell us on when a shiny object maybe? appeared to you and you grabbed a hold of it um, and and ran with it.
0: Uh, that there's one I didn't do. I remember, I could say somewhat was a property out in Beverly Hills years ago. And I think it had to do with the, um, some giant trust of, you um, could say, was it er- Herbalife? Herbalife? It's sure. And um, we we're all involved in this transaction and everybody wanted to do it. It was a giant piece of land in Beverly Hills. Um, and you just got enamored with like this, this lot, this family and dealing with it. It, it did come to fruition. Um, I, we had all the players put together. We had the money. We we're we were going to construct some homes there. And um, it was just something that I just couldn't figure a couple things out at the end of the day. So we walked away from that transaction. So that was something that um i got pulled into because i think the 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 shiny lure the lure of the the la market, which i i I don't go to i'm all all apartments all commercial nowadays (laughs) yeah no more more specs though.
1: yeah so i mean luckily it luckily it fell apart and didn't continue on and potentially could have been a a big headache i actually it's funny I, i don't think i don't know if i've ever really told this story but um when you talk about shiny objects, there was a property that we we're, you know, the oil boom uh, in in uh, North Dakota. What I mean, things were going crazy, oh, yeah. expensive. They had a ton of need for housing and a shiny object got to me. Somebody brought me a development opportunity. It looked amazing. We were going to build this hotel that was going to have, you know, all these, you uh, you know, oil workers were going to be staying in there, paying us massive money. You're going to be able to pay it off in about three to five years, um, and then it was it was great, right? It was going to work out super amazing. It was a small town, but it was just booming, booming. So we put we got going. I put some earnest money in there, and as I was just kind of going through. What actually was the trigger is I decided that the the partners were not for me. I'd found out some stuff about a couple of the partners I didn't really like, and I decided these guys aren't for me. I also had this inkling that the pricing of oil was a little bit high, and I felt like it might not stay that high. I told these guys I'm out, and within just a few months, maybe four or five months, the market completely crashed, completely crashed. I was so lucky that again, but it was that shiny object that got me in there. I had no business of doing it. I shouldn't, there's no reason I should have uh, tried to partner on that deal. Um, But luckily, luckily uh, I got out. I think, I think God was looking over me going, this is not a deal for you.
0: I remember that. I remember that time period. People are at, were, were telling me about that. Yeah. Was that yeah. 11, 2011?
1: Somewhere right around there. Yeah. I can't remember there, exactly. But yeah, uh, but yeah or, or yeah, that, that, that era. So definitely. Um, what let, let's, let's dive into a couple, couple of last questions and we'll wrap up here. Um. What's a what's a good book that you can recommend to our listeners?
0: A good book. Ooh, Ooh, one of I your like favorites. Everything. Yeah, that that's where the shiny lyric comes in. I see something and I just I I just buy it. Um yep. crazy. So I mean a, good books for me. I, I kind of go back. I like I like history. Uh so I do stuff like that. I like to read a lot of philosophy, a lot of history. Uh, I got a traditional Napoleon Hill book, The Law of Success. I have one of the older Mm -hmm. versions of that. I really enjoy that book. That stands the test of time for all the books I read. Uh, I'm a big Robert Greene fan. I'm not sure if you know Robert Greene with the um, 48 Laws of Power, Laws of Human Nature. I really like the Laws of Human Nature. talks about people and how um, the psychology behind people and how they think. And he brings up a lot of examples across history was way back a couple thousand years with stuff. So I really enjoy that book as well. So those are my my top two, I would say. Awesome. Awesome.
1: How do you like to give back?
0: Well, I used to be on the board of a nonprofit organization. I sat on the board of an arts organization for four years. Uh, That was very uh, uh, fruitful and uh, was great. One of our art students, actually, some short uh, short film documentary filmmakers made a, a documentary on it and won an academy award it was it was crazy uh so there we one of our art students got an academy award for a film being based on her life story that was so rewarding to see that to see this uh this person come who is who's from her background uh she had to talk her mother off of jumping off the coronado bridge she was oh, gonna wow. jump off the bridge with her and her younger brother She was able to pull them <sighs> aside and uh our uh, our founder of our nonprofit took her in and uh, the uh, nonprofit had to deal with using art as a means of therapy. I took her in and, and she started painting and doing that stuff. And lo and behold, the documentary got released and here we go. And mm-hmm. then her art started selling all these galleries throughout the US. So it's an oh, amazing cool. story. And she was able cool. to pay for her family and everything. So that, that was really heartfelt. And that was something that I'm very proud to be part of.
1: Yeah, so that's great.
0: That's, that's really cool. That's great.
1: You know, I, I actually... <sighs> I want to go back to um, Diversify Fund. You're taking a $500 investment. You've got 30,000 investors. I've got 300 investors. How do you keep track of 30,000 investors? How do you, you you got to provide them K-1s at the end of the year. You've got to communicate with them. How do, you, uh, how do you keep track of them and how do you communicate with those 30,000 investors?
0: Great questions. Uh, technology, applying technology, different softwares, build our technology, then building that staff and teams behind that. So we have the process down. It's pretty much automated uh, and we're always improving that and optimizing that. Uh, technology has come a far, far, far way to do things. There's a lot of uh, tie-ins with uh other third-party providers. Of course, there's, it's not just simple uh, process and we've built that all, over the years and we continue to develop that out with time to make that better. So uh, that's where you're really applying the technology to different softwares out there and building your teams around that. And uh, yeah, it's been, um, so we have a pretty good system in place right now. I'm pretty pleased with it and it gets better. Uh, by te- we do a lot of customer surveys uh, we tried to take our customers' feedbacks. So we could build out uh, our product a little bit better, build out the portal. We have app. We have an app on Android and iOS right now. Uh, this way, people could easily access stuff. They could ask questions through that. We send them a lot of updates as well. So we're constantly testing and building that. It's a very repetitive process. It's, it's going to stay on per, in perpetuity. We're never going to stop that. And that's just constantly asking the, the customer questions and constantly improving our, our technology and our platform.
1: I got a question. I'm an investor. I got a question. I want to reach out to somebody. You got 30,000 of me that want to all ask you a question. How do, how do I ask you a question? I get how you can tell, you can communicate, you know, something to me, but how can I ask a question and get somebody if I got 30,000 investors? Same, same, same thing.
0: uh you usually, I mean, we're proactively sending updates. we're proactively u- updating things on our portal. we're up, up doing push notifications. we're sending emails, updating our portal, updating our app at the same time uh, we we do have customer service and we have chat bots going. there's a lot of there's a pattern there's usually a lot of the same questions, so we kind of then we up we update things and improve those things so mm. those questions are readily available. so we're proactive with that because so we know there's 10 of the same question, we're gonna put that on our kind of our, our our site somewhere so people could read it proactively or send out via an email or create an ebook for yeah. that stuff. So it's a very it's a process, it's a very repetitive process. It's just kind of you, you just you, you, you gotta build it up, and once you kind of build it up, you just you, you you just continue to do it and always continue to do it and continue to improve that. Uh so yeah, we have customer inquiries on a daily basis and, and we're constantly responding to them. Uh, We we have metrics in place to see how we're doing with our employees, how quickly they're responding to people, how the customer service is, how the support is. So we're monitoring everything across the board and always improving it. That's kind of the technology part of the business. Um, And we're fortunate to be around after five years and have that built out and keep continuing to develop to make it better with time.
1: Yeah. Are are you hiring uh, do you have VAs to, to do a lot of that stuff, or is it uh, staff on site?
0: Uh, well, we're 100% remote right now, so but it is staffed by, by our employees. The employees spread out U.S. globally, yeah. actually, nowadays. So, okay. yeah, they're not they're not VAs. These are more full-time employees. They're
1: full-time that. employees. They may work in yeah. a, a different country, but they're actually employees.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it happens. My, my head of uh, my department is actually in san diego so my head's here but everyone else is scattered throughout the u.s
1: gotcha gotcha great all right um all right we got to wrap up here i got uh, one last question and that question is what are your three pillars of wealth creation
0: oh do i sound like my dad Jeez, uh <laughs> you know you gotta save right <laughs> you gotta save you gotta you gotta you gotta save some money so I, I think the beginning is find a find a way to save some money. Um and then my second is, is look look long term. Um so make decisions with long-term in mind, not kind of going in these things, this quick um immediate gratification. We live in that world of quick immediate gratification. So just look long-term horizon. And I would say the third one relates to the first one. Is I, I really believe you, you? have to do something or have some source of income to drive that. So whatever it is, uh, I have, there's stories about. Uh, I have plenty of stories of people did whatever they, whatever they were doing, just to have the income so they could start saving or get involved with real estate. But yep. get get something that brings in the income so you could do the other two things.
1: Yep. Yeah, the, the long term one really speaks to me. I hear so many people that I think so many I think it's just just our, our world that we're in right now, like social media. You see somebody posting that they bought an apartment building or somebody posting that they did this or that and the other, and everybody else wants it right now. They don't see the the actual groundwork that came into it. They don't see the pain and suffering. They don't see any of that. They just go, I want it now. I need it now. I need I need that today. And they look so short term and then they get caught up and wonder what happened
0: That's that's we're living in the days of crypto and nfts we'll see yeah. what happens in three to five years with all that stuff <laughs> it's, a, it's a shiny lure we're all grabbing it we're all grabbing that shiba at like 0.01 cents and does it go yeah. to a dollar and we are all millionaires so yeah it's tempting it's really i you know i bought some so at the end of the day so it's very tempting however like if you have it's always good if you have a little bit of money but don't stick all your eggs in one basket that's it's true. Just, that's it's a big thing. If you have ten thousand dollars, don't go buy it all crypto. Just you know, a little bit is okay. Yep.
1: Well, Craig, this has been uh, this has been fantastic. I, I actually, uh, you know, like I said, we my audience knows syndications, real estate. Uh, we talk a lot about it. We I interview a lot of people that are doing syndication, uh, but we I don't know if I've ever talked with somebody who's doing it like you're doing it. So it's really really interesting. Um, probably could dig in even deeper, but how about you give our listeners, uh, you know, how can they get in touch with you? How can they learn more about your company and learn more about what
0: you're doing? Yeah, go to our website, diversityfund.com. We're also on iOS and Android. So you can download our app as well. For myself, you go to my social channels, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm on there under Craig Cecilio or CXC for my initials. Very easy to find me and find information about the company.
1: Awesome. Well, Craig, again, really appreciate um, you coming on the show. And it was, it's was it been a pleasure talking to you. Th- thanks for giving us, you know, our listeners a ton of, of great information. It's, it's
0: been awesome. Great. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it.